0: Hey there, it's Lee. You are about to listen to episode two of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. Now, there was a little break between episode one and episode two, enough time for us to buy an actual microphone. However, it was still one microphone between three people. So you can hear me quite clearly. You can't hear Mitch at all, which is a shame because he's sitting too far away from the microphone. I think he only said about 10 words per episode back then anyway. But it is a great indicator, I would like to think, of to where we started and where we are now. So please enjoy the episode.
1: Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack.
0: All right, hello, hello, hello boys and Listeners out there and welcome to episode two of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. Uh, We have obviously been probably fairly quiet for the last couple of weeks whilst trying to work out how we actually do a podcast, uh, which is obviously pretty stock standard for people of our abilities. But you will notice that uh, probably the sound quality is a little bit clearer on this occasion. We've really stepped outside and Got ourselves a new microphone as well, so you might be able to hear Mitch a little bit clearer this time, although he didn't actually say very much in the last one anyway. But in any case, <laughs> this microphone has a better chance of picking up anything that he mumbles under his breath. Boys, welcome. Mitch, James, cool. Lethal. How's Thanks next? Thanks, Lethal. Thanks, Mitch. Great to be here. always good to be here. Great to be here, isn't it? And, Great, uh, Mike. Oh, purchased <laughs> it. Really, really handy. Just- lethal, the question I've got for you is how many hours were spent on Garage Band and YouTube tutorials since our <laughs> last podcast. Yeah, look, um, it's, a, it's a reasonable question certainly. I don't want to probably answer it directly just in case my employer is uh, listening because it's a lot more hours than what I would spend on well, my actual job. Unbelievable. Uh, but great, great fun. Very enjoyable. Um, cracking intro we've ended up with. Delta <laughs> <laughs> intro. I did the music myself there. I was a very notable musician back in my day. Um, so yeah, we do, it's obviously a working progress, isn't it, boys? But yeah. um, starting from scratch there and working out how to do it, garage GarageBand, um, as it turns out, is not quite as easy as I was hoping to use. So, boys, plenty of uh, sporting news to get through, uh, obviously, yes. well, particularly from this week, but probably the last couple of weeks has been a few big things that we probably have to look at and target. Uh, and as always, if there is anything that you do want us to speak about and cover on this show, we obviously can't cover everything, but we will. Um, there's no doubt so just send it through to us uh, the email address Mitch what is that email address uh, we got the chocolates at gmail.com magnificent yeah, yeah, great but you probably if you do send one through you could potentially <laughs> be the second email ever received in that inbox um, which would be great for us boys we're going to start uh, a little bit different this week we're going to start with cricket because uh, obviously Cricket World Cup is really getting to the business end, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. Um, For Australia, it's probably a slightly disappointing result. Obviously, in a round game, we got ourselves in a great position, but then uh, we were undone by South Africa a few nights ago, James.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that we should look into it too much, really. I mean, um, obviously, they got a good score of 300-plus, which is which – is, um, Tough to chase on these tied wickets is what we're finding. Is the team that bat first kind of seems to have a little bit of a uh, that extra few percent advantage with the with the tied wickets in England. So I think to still chase and get to three fifteen was um, was a, a valiant effort, and I think that South Africa had nothing to lose. They were definitely due to bring everything together. They probably um, underachieved this World hugely Cup. Hugely underachieved, and I think they they've been under a pressure, and I think they probably came out firing, and they can fire. They're a good side. And, To be fair, like we, you know, it's not that like we have to have a loss, but like you look at the other teams that had a loss as well. So I think that it's yeah, it's not it's no, no big drama. I think more the drama is probably more the injuries
0: lethal that we've. That's right. We've it's it's, actually that result set us up for a uh, a semi final showdown with England against It's huge. Yeah, yeah which it's is a huge. massive massive game. Obviously we dusted them in the rounds, but that probably means nothing. And they have played some pretty good cricket the last couple of games, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, how about Johnny Bairstow just doing it on his flute Mm. back to back Back -back yeah
2: I think England are really pulling it together nicely but it's just it's go time now like it doesn't matter if you play England or you play New Zealand it's just you gotta win you gotta win two games to win the World Cup now it's pretty simple so I think this is the right
0: mix and I think we can get it done what are these injuries that we're dealing with
2: who are we looking at there so there was obviously a hiccup um, during the week early in the week where uh, late last week, even how, how am I going? Where, what are
1: Tuesday, <laughs> yeah.
2: there's some point between uh, Monday and well, Sunday, yeah. It's Monday, so it can't get much earlier this week. Uh, <laughs> last week, so last week there was a fiery net session. Obviously, Sean Marsh got hit on the forearm quite flush, and so did Maxwell. So, obviously, um, I don't know if they upset the, the
0: big fast bowlers on tour or something but I would suggest something. that there was probably a few no balls bowled in that net session as well as two fast uh, the bowlers I don't I don't they, to they didn't split the bill on the night
2: before with the dinner table or something <laughs> but something was going on anyway so Marsh has obviously fractured his arm he's had surgery uh, he's out of the World Cup obviously and Ashes look look like they're going to struggle as well Jeez. for him Maxwell came good he's clear to go obviously he played against South Africa Um, And he'll be right to go. And then in that South African game, we had. Marcus Stoinis managed uh, the managed to do his right side, uh, right side strain after doing his left early in the tournament. So uh, that's obviously a bit of an interesting one, boys. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to keep a body like that quite symmetrical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's called He calls himself. I don't know if other people call him this, but he calls himself the the oil rig yeah, so, so. for the double meaning.
2: He, he might have felt a little bit out of balance, but I mean, I don't know if they brought him back too early or whatever. Or I guess sometimes. On, I don't know if he overcompensated with that left side and put a bit more pressure on his right. But um, obviously, it's, yeah, it's not good news. I think he's, he's a big part of the team. He's a big part of the plans, although he hadn't really fired yet. I think having that balance of an all-rounder uh, was something that we needed. And who's in line to take their place? That's who we got.
1: Oh, yeah, obviously. Him. So
2: Kawhi just out of the World Cup yeah, um, with his hamstring as well. Um, so they've brought in Matthew Wade, obviously, he's firing. Hitting him pretty well for the last smoking 800 days. I <laughs> Absolutely smoking him. I'm yeah. 200 in the Aussie A team. So, look, he's, he's the man for mine to come straight in. I think, obviously, Hanscom's in the mix as well, given that he was on standby earlier. Yeah um, right. but I, I feel like Wade's probably the man he can bat in the top 6 anywhere can't he really um so I think they could almost slot him straight into a to a three or four, well, I'd probably like to see Smith go to three. Wade could probably bat in the middle, but I think he's he's the man for the job. And they got Mitch Marsh on standby as well, boys, if they want that extra bowling
0: option. But I'm not I'm not totally sure if we. I know there was go a lot of way. discussion before, like in the lead up to the World Cup. There was a lot of discussion about sort of Matt Wade, mm. you know, being on the outer and how he should have been instead of Alex Carey. And uh, one great story that's come out of the World Cup has been. Alex Carey and the success that he's had. I mean, he's princed them every game
2: uh,
0: without fail. And sort of a lot of the time when when top-order batters have been scoring quite slowly, he's come in and found a way to just press the accelerator straight away, which is actually no shock to me, boys. We'll go for a serious name drop here. But uh, (laughs) the two games that I've played against Alex Carey, his scores have been... Two hundred and two not out in grade <laughs> cricket, and then one hundred and thirty, which he made a hundred before lunch uh, in the second game. So that was ideal. We got it. I think we got him out for one hundred and thirty, and they were actually on one hundred and fifty. <laughs> uh, but he blitzed them yeah. for one
2: fifty. That's not ideal. No, yeah, I think, I think he, he could probably bat higher, boys. I reckon, but. <laughs> Um, it's a credit to Wade as well, isn't it? Knowing that, you know, he, he didn't play Australia. He hasn't played for Australia in a few years. Probably never thought that he'd get back as a batter solely. Mm. But he's purely just bashed the door down through pure weighted runs. So, absolutely. Pretty yeah, impressive. Great, great. great news.
0: Great, great. great story for persistence there, you know. Absolutely, Lee. About- similar to you in the garage Band scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. <laughs> very applicable, actually. And similar sort of things at stake. one a World Cup. one a successful podcast. Pretty yeah. similar. To me and the AFL fantasy, although not the same rewards. <laughs> no, but you That's are probably due to get some in Twenty-year journey. Luck. <laughs> 20 yeah. year journey. Yeah. It's the first year of a sort of twenty-year takeover plan. Correct. It's not bad. You've signed on for a twenty-one-year contract, which is all deal. Yeah, year. I've signed, signed up seven or eight teams for The, <laughs> Send me the longest coaching get contract. Get me your login. <laughs> find me a login. Actually, in fact, there will probably be plenty of listeners out there who might have even. I know that we know a couple that started with an AFL. Fantasy team, uh, and I've given it up since. I think you should just send your login de- details to James, please. Uh, he will absolutely take care of it for you, and he'll probably improve your ranking not by a huge amount, uh, but, but by a little bit. It'll clean, get you off the bottom of the ladder. That is definitely we learn a few lessons. Yeah, we've, uh, we've digressed. We always seem to get back to that AFL fantasy chat, that'll come up plenty of times throughout uh, the episode. But boys, one other person uh, on the cricket. Sort of things here, who is actually crushing them in England as well, but is not in the World Cup squad. Um, is uh, a special friend of the show, actually. There's no harm in saying that. Great supporter of the We Got the Chocolates podcast, uh, and that is Manus Labashane or Labashaknik, depending on what nationality you are and where you are in the world. Um, he has been absolutely crushing them over there in Div 2. I think Mitch, you've got a bit more. Eat information on that, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. I had a bit of a Google search. I read a few a few articles earlier on cricket.com.au. And I can tell you that Manu has just hit twin hundreds in the last county game. Um, yeah. and become the first player of the season to break the 1,000 run barrier, which is pretty handy. So he's currently... Had 16 knocks this season, 1,057 runs at a, a measly average of 70.46. Yeah, really um, struggling. So, yeah, really sure. not hitting them well at the moment. Sorry, <laughs> Marno. No, Please get getting back to the Redlands <laughs> Tigers at any stage. Thank like you for as many games as possible. Dear me. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Actually, you look at his stats at the moment. You just expect uh, that he's going to get runs. It's unbelievable, and just probably it's a sneaky chance with now Sean Marsh's injury to find his way into that Ashes squad. You'd have to think. Absolutely, I think he's yeah he's
2: sitting really nicely there with 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 good hundreds and. Um, definitely some games under his belt in the right conditions so uh, it's very exciting for the great man yeah fantastic
0: great man great player and also very handy in garage cricket um, obviously <laughs> really probably prods himself and I think his average would be even better in that stinky FIFA me. though there FIFA, that's true, although he's still got uh, got my measure, unfortunately. He would struggle in a Crest Hill 30, boys. So we'll have to talk the listeners through the Crest Hill oh. 30 goal shooting game at some stage. We've already had a couple mm. of casualties from the trophy cabinet that have been hit by some errant snaps on goal. Mm. Um, boys, the next thing in the cricket side of the world is that uh, there's actually been, it went under the radar a little bit, but there's been a big piece of news in the last couple of days in that, Uh, Australia A, played in the new look test uh, playing kit and um, what we'll be seeing in the ashes over in England in a couple of weeks time and that is that for the first time in 142 years uh, and I'm not sure how many test matches we probably could find that out if we were slightly more diligent. couple um, thousand actually I think. A couple over thousand. thousand. A couple of thousand t- over 2,000 test matches they are going to wear playing numbers and their names on the back of their shirts uh, in a test. Can I, get, can I get your thoughts on that boys where you sort of sit based on that are you more of the traditionalist side of things or the yeah it's great for the viewers and let's progress the game forward um type where are you sitting there James? Uh
2: is well, do we have a reason? Like is it for the scorers, for the viewers?
0: for the spectators, for the people who can't see that well. I've read in an interview from Travis Head uh, that it was was for the fans uh, and that that was the reason that they sort of brought it into shield cricket was so that people could identify players that they probably don't see all that often. Having said that... um, Shield game So I think That's catering For seven people In the crowd uh, yeah. So they could probably Just walk over And check out Who the players are Sit at the players race I don't think There's too many Security guards Or behaviour Awareness officers That are going to Kick them out Of a Sheffield Shield game But uh, but it seems To have been successful Probably more from Like the live streaming Side of things And I think that's why They're trying to bring it in Is for that You know For that test arena And for probably the TV The fans that are watching On TV as well I believe yeah. Oh, I don't overly mind it. It doesn't really grind my gears too much, to be honest. No, I'm not offended by it at all. I don't, yeah. don't really see any reason why a traditionalist would care too much about it, and it has a has a functional purpose, however. Unimportant it might be but, Would yeah, you be offended right on? If you got a stinking number You know If you sort of Just got like a number Like uh, Like a Like a Chris K six no like Or something Just like Horrific number That's got no relevance To your life Whatsoever um, Yeah well I played AFL Number 31 On the weekend So I guess yeah. I'd just Got to chin up Really Deal with it <laughs> That's true actually Yeah you would so be going straight For number 7 When you're skin Yeah I Tim was, Payne's captured That one actually Already Uh, just a few memories of playing halfback in under eights are yeah. not real. Yeah, you're very, very strong, I a, a premature retirement in under twelves there. Yeah,
1: that's, that's for
0: sure. Been thinking about a mid season comeback for the last decade though, so you never know. That's true. Yeah, it's probably always on the cards. <laughs> and you definitely earned the right to retire as well, like Ricky Ponting, Mitch Drennan. Yeah, some of athletes saying, in their field. Yeah, you're not um, That is for sure. Boys, we've probably uh, chatted enough about cricket there and it's no surprise we are three snuffs. Um so we will move on though to um, uh, the NRL, and more more particularly, I guess, the State of Origin, um, we covered uh, the sort of Game 2 in our last podcast. We covered the lead-up to Game 2 and sort of were poking fun at New South Wales for how many changes they'd made. And didn't that come back and bite us on the ANUS because that absolutely <laughs> pumped us in uh, game two in Perth. It was far from the yeah. perth result, if you see what Ooh, it did there. That, yeah. that is for sure. Um, so, boys, a couple of ins and outs for this game. And New South Wales have one forced, and then Nathan Cleary is obviously injured, and he'll be replaced by Mitchell Pearce, which will probably make a lot of Queensland fans happy because he hasn't been overly successful in the state of origin arena uh, but it's probably a slightly different side that he's playing for now you would suggest yeah yep, uh, and then in Queensland they've gone sort of real rogue with some of their changes forced mainly by Caleb Ponga's mm-hmm. injury which really hurts doesn't it I think Um that's a massive out for the mighty Maroons but we'll find a way uh, with Corey Norman coming in Corey Norman so Corey Norman's playing 5-8 which means that Cam Munster goes to fullback which is yeah, which is not unfamiliar yeah. no that's not unfamiliar in fact he sort of teared it up and tore it up probably yeah. his better English and grammar there. tore it up a few times in our fullback position last year there's no question Corey Norman we've never seen in the State of Origin arena have we I don't debut? believe so no, no we haven't so. Yeah. Okay. so that'll be interesting to see how they go? There's no question there. Obviously, after coming off a 38 to six loss uh, in Game Two, though Game Three will be this Wednesday night at ANZ Stadium. So um, it's great. What well, it is great to see though, boys, is for the first time for few years, if I can remember correctly, I'm sure someone will um, be able to prove me wrong there. But it's a live, sort of deciding game. I, I feel like every year in State of Origin we seem to see dead rubbers in game three. Yeah, uh, that's so true, it's great that's to true. have a great to have a game where there be you know the result is really counting for something, that's for sure. There was something on the line the can wait. Yeah, Can't wait. It's gonna be great. Just <laughs> while we're on that boys, a uh, couple of I guess the wrap the rap from the weekend here in uh, in terms of NRL, what do we have? It's a, It was a really, yeah, my tipping this year for the NRL has been absolutely nothing short of horrific, in fact, uh, and that was pretty stock standard. Again, in this round, over round 16, we had uh, Storm got up over the Dragons but only 16-14, but obviously affected by some origin outs there. Uh, so that one was one that I tipped correctly. The Roosters beat the West Tigers in somewhat controversial circumstances, actually, um, with some of the videos that went around after that game of sort of a foot being on the line on the touch line that a touch judge missed uh, but I guess it wouldn't be a game of any code of football without some sort of controversial decisions there uh, yeah. and then the New Zealand Warriors got up over the Newcastle Knights who again as we said uh, without Kalen Ponga um, due to a calf injury that he sustained and boys I feel like I love watching Kalen Ponga play but when you look at how he runs and how he steps surely that is taking a toll on your body he's gonna Check he's that. gonna have to eventually start running in some straight lines you <laughs> <laughs> would think oh, I can't imagine me be popping that out for a long career nah <laughs> but we'll see how it goes yeah, but it's amazing to watch at the moment so please don't take my advice by any stretch of the imagination keep snapping people's ankles <laughs> um, and then boys the Broncos the mighty Brisbane Broncos the, the baby Broncos, Broncos yeah, the yeah. baby Broncos actually yeah um, inspired by a few teenage debutants they got over the Sharks by two points as well so some very close results over the weekend no blowouts whatsoever which makes for entertaining viewing and that was obviously a buy round they'll be back to uh, the full fixture list from next week onwards after the last game of Origin Uh, boys, we'll move on to AFL, obviously. Um, and as Mitch has already said, there was some big news over the weekend with uh, Mitch Drennan playing his first game of AFL for the year. Um, Mitch uh, Drennan, Drennan, Drennan and the Bombers. <laughs> Tip two resis. Tip two Tip Rezies. Rezies. Came. It was not without uh, controversy. I think he was about third on the list of the emergencies at <laughs> one training session all year. And then two people pulled out on the morning of the game. Mitch hadn't registered yet. Uh, Any shame, sneak you know? on quick registration and then sneaks on and even kicked a snag didn't it yeah I did yeah beautiful strike <laughs> yeah. lovely drop pump just kidding that was <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst struck football I've ever seen in my life and it somehow went straight as a die. Managed to wobble straight through the big sticks. That's all that counts, I think, for and That's correct. That's a lovely Mitchie <laughs> so B. Still count, don't it? No, uh, you're right. Mitchell, uh, Eric, the eel, he yeah, put so Drennan. That was, right. that was <laughs> probably it. I mean, that would have already been covered by quite a few of the major news outlets, I'm sure, but I just thought we'd better bring it up as well. Um, <laughs> But the Brisbane Lions boys, the mix, oh, surely. We're passionate. Nice. Yeah, it's, we're looking at Bays with his Brisbane Lions beanie on, which is a great Congrats. purchase down in Melbourne. Um, <laughs> really? I don't think I've watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> it actually hums. It stinks quite a bit, but no. that's okay. It stinks with passion. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the AFL results across the weekend, Bays. All right, so
2: a uh, bit of a, a big week of the AFL this week with a few, um, you could probably say, upsets. Um, so the Hawks beat the Pies um, Friday night, which is pretty big. We also had, oh the, well, the Richmond Tigers smash the Suns 150 to 50. I think Richmond might be coming good. Boys, Richmond are coming good. I think, yeah, I think they're getting a couple of players back. I think they're yeah, just a great club, obviously, with the really – Tight knit bunch of, of fellas that have played the last few years. I they're coming good. I think that Adelaide Crows did not show much to lose by 70 points to Port, even though Port are quite good when they're on. Yeah, um, so that'll be testing
0: encounter for Brisbane travelling down there. To absolutely. The Adelaide,
2: and obviously, the Western Bulldogs beating the Cats. Huge I mean, news. I mean, and I mean, the Lions beating the Giants, huge. although I wouldn't say it's an upset. I completely expected it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Paying $4, I was hoping Mitch would do a bit more probability to get the life savings on it, but it uh, didn't happen. I mean, I mean, but obviously the Giants that, right? the Giants yeah. losing yeah. the last couple and the, the Cats losing the last couple has been a bit of a, a talking point. I think West Coast are really sitting pretty dominating again, um, sitting pretty in the top four, but... Uh, Moving forward, we've got a couple of massive games over the next few weeks, which is really going to start to, I guess, work things out a little bit more. So this week we've got Giants-Richmond, massive game. We've got Lionsport, big one. Um, The Cats have got the Saints this week, so it might be a chance just to... Probably bounce back from there. Yeah, rock and roll. Um, The the Cats have a nice run in boys, to be honest. So they've got uh, the Saints... Um, the Hawks and then they've got Sydney Swans so they've got a, potentially a couple of good wins there yeah. uh, West Coast Collingwood huge game this week uh, obviously top four clash moving forward to next week the Lions have got North which is nice yeah. um, and then round 19 the Lions have got the Hawks That once again the Lions and Cats have probably got a nice couple of games coming up they can probably bury a a uh, definite final spot And push for a home semi A few games At the um, gather too For Brisbane Which has become A bit of a yeah, fortress Absolutely really. But then there's also Some blockbusters With like the the Collingwood Richmond And, and yeah, West Coast yeah, absolutely. And Cats So it's exciting yeah, But, but they yeah,
0: certainly good. Sit in the top too. four At the moment They sit we, in the top four Which is We would not have thought That we'd be saying that uh, No At the start no, of the season really well, They were deep In the bottom four Last season <laughs> Very <laughs> deep As deep as you could get Really <laughs> I love Chris Fagan boys I just say, yeah. I've just got to say
2: I asked him what he's <laughs> doing. Absolutely. We found out the other day that he calls the in, he calls his individual players every Tuesday for a chat. Mm-hmm. I no, mean, oh, that right. is hope a that he's Got a very good a plan
0: because that's some serious calls. That's, so that's a big cool. culture. I love hearing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait like to read his book. Hopefully he gets a book out, boys. Email him. Say, can you get a yeah. book out? Yeah, well, he doesn't have much to do at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. plenty of time to kill in between calling it twenty-two blokes. That's nah, really. funny, actually, skin. That's a great segue by you, as much as it. Was unintentional. But speaking of time to kill, uh, we haven't had a podcast since the Jaden Stephenson betting saga story broke, uh, which was big news around the country. Uh, And hearing sort of, you know, that this is quite a common thing. I know Chris Fagan in an interview said that at every club that he's worked at, there's been cases of people who have sort of struggled with gambling addiction. So it seems yep. like this is actually quite a common problem. Jaden's just uh, well, probably made a poor error in betting on his own games by the sounds of things. Is that the story? Uh, yeah, that is the story. Obviously man? obviously in some pretty good nick at the time boys. Oh, must have been really backing himself <laughs> to get them over the line, that's for sure. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah, in, uh, uh, yeah the life savings on it too uh, well, Thirty-six dollars of them. Is that what it uh, was? Thirty-six dollars. Yeah, yeah. Three same game multis coming to a total wager of thirty-six dollars. What were the? Uh, what was the multi mention? I couldn't tell you. It hasn't come out. But actually, it did but it, him. It, there, yes. Yeah, it involved like him kicking a certain number of goals. Collingwood winning by certain margins other players in his team getting certain number of disposals. Um, so I think there were, were a fair few legs on it. So to be fair, his $36 probably could have turned into a fairly significant. Yeah, absolutely. Silly winnings. If all 52 legs got up. Yeah, correct. You'd probably go on all <laughs> right. Silly <laughs> Jayden. I'd like to know what it was because the game we went down there and saw Melbourne were playing Collingwood at the MCG on the Monday, the public holiday game. And I think he took nine marks in the first 10 minutes yeah, of the game and right. kicked Good eight behinds. Yeah, he just kicked them all to the... He just could mm. not get one through the big sticks. So it, it makes you question those type of things sometimes. So, <laughs> I'd be surprised if he featured in the multi that he would kick eight behinds from the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that is very true. And um, after that news came out, attention pretty quickly turns to... His ridiculous 65 meter torpedo against St Kilda in round yeah, right, in yeah. the dying minutes. That's right, talk us through that. Um, so there's been, well, there's been a few rumors through really. well, that. No one seems to be certain whether it proves his innocence or his guilt. There's, because there's a possibility he had uh, one of the legs of his multi was for him to kick three or more goals for the game. Um, and so he's, he's taken a mark 65 metres out and decided, with, and he's already got two goals for the day with three minutes to go in the game and decided to have a shot and see how he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and managed to sink it with a torp. Um, but then there's also the possibility that he had a bet on Collingwood to win by less than 40 which which that's obviously ruined that bet they've ended up winning by 41 over St Kilda oh, right. uh, we're now going to get that release though that yeah. information I'm, I'm so it's going to be swept under the rug yeah, significantly yeah, yeah, I can't well. imagine we'll find out exactly what his intentions were but I imagine there was Probably nothing wildly sinister. I don't think it would have been really throwing the game. He's probably just a bit of an imbecile, really, by the yeah. sounds. He potentially probably didn't think he was going to hit it that sweetly. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> would have like he going have 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 a crack and then it somehow travelled 60 metres. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, especially not down at the Div 2 resis at Alex Hills, but I yeah. can't imagine too many blokes are backing themselves to slot one 65 metres out. Well, I have to With get a, a barrel or pedo from 30 metres out because I can't kick it that fast. Yeah, so. correct. Um, I'd be really struggling from 60 I reckon I'd have to. <laughs> oh, I can't hit a golf ball that far um, although I did get a birdie the other day James just to throw that in there oh I heard about that for yeah. the last five hours yeah sort <laughs> of mine I've actually already told you um, I think we got text as it was happening well, yeah that was as I was about I was like par birdie par here. yeah uh, yeah I'm just trying to work lethal whole yeah. uh, 11 12 and 13 yeah, it was so good as well that came back to buy me the next one was three over as per usual (laughs) no shocks there that's for sure Uh, boys there's no shortage of sport on at the moment actually in fact uh, we've also got Wimbledon on currently uh, and I mean the big the great story there's a few stories that we have to get through but the great story let's start with a massive positive here is uh, Ash Barty and her blockbuster couple of months that she's had, obviously, first at the French Open and then moving on here to Wimbledon and grass Court yeah. in England. She's actually playing at the moment, boys, which is why I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about here is because I'm actually trying to find her current result, but I'm struggling. So if anyone's able to get on that, um, uh, let us that would be well cool. She's currently playing at the moment. Uh, it's really one cool. set edge lethal. One set edge. And it's two all in the third. Jeez, okay, so this one is going to distance Ash Buddy up, up. up in the first set. 6-3. Yeah, and two six second set, two six down. This, this is, is all on serve in the fourth round. but um, she has—I don't think anyone's taken it to a third set yet this tournament. So this will be a very big test of where she's at. That's for sure. And if she wins, she plays Serena. That's correct. And Serena actually didn't know that she was world number one. So it would be nice if she got to play her and sort of remind her. Uh, that would be handy. But obviously, we need her to get through this fourth round match first. Um, boys, I guess more disappointingly. Um, the other couple of Australians that seem to always grab the headlines, they were actually 13 uh, in Wimbledon. Uh, Ash Barty is the last left as John Millman was knocked out uh, today as well. But Nick Kyrgios, Bernard Tomic, uh, probably always gain the spotlight. And unfortunately, it's never usually for the right reasons. Um, but just some interesting characters, that's for sure. Bernard Tomic. we'll start with him. Um he managed to get dusted in 58 minutes in his first round. boys, against Joe Wilfrid-Songer, who is a good player. There's no question about that. But 58 minutes, of his, his, I think his post-game interview went for longer than that. Just, <laughs> just um, <which is, laughs> crazy. Like 58 minutes, is a, that is a serious dusting um, by a professional player. And obviously Wimbledon has frowned upon it. A great deal and terms that they've docked him of his eighty thousand dollar prize yeah. money that he would have got. His match fee. Well, this that's, match for showing fee. Up. that's for showing up. He was yeah. in round one, so he certainly wasn't going to get any more than that, there's no question. But um fascinating, like his post-game interview. I don't know whether you got to watch them, boys, but they're just very odd answers. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes from well, he sort of goes from saying yeah, it was uh, Next next question, bro Next question, bro He says that well, Says that quite a bit Whenever yeah, sort of Anyone uh, Whenever anyone Asked him about Whether he tried his hardest Whether he's happy With his effort But then he's come out In the days after He got the fine And said that he was Really sick and unwell And run down Um so it just seems that the story never seems to be very consistent. He's a bizarre character. The last time we, he was in the media, he was bagging Leighton Hewitt about still playing doubles. Uh, just some just bizarre, bizarre thing is, to do. Absolutely yeah, bizarre. A very bizarre character. And then for really me, the same can be said for Nick Curiosus, mate. You, you feel like you need to have him in tennis because. There's so much media coverage of him. I mean, he lost in the second round as well to Rafael Nadal, and uh, and he still has generated four days' worth of news. Now everyone's interested in his doubles partner and his, his mixed doubles campaign as well, which he's also lost, so he's done now. Uh, but just the, some of those answers where he just says that he doesn't even like tennis. He doesn't want to be there. I remember a couple of tournaments sort of in 2015 the Australian Open quarter he made he's made a Wimbledon quarterfinal before but they seem like a distant memory with uh, just when someone can come out and openly say I don't work hard enough and it's, I don't really like tennis and is it that big a deal you know yeah I know for you guys it probably is but for me I don't even like tennis um Bizarre, hey? Very strange. Because mm, there is times when it does definitely
2: look like he does like tennis, right? Yeah. Well, he it plays just, some ridiculous tennis. Just, yeah, it's weird to get your head around. It's definitely weird to understand, but I think the whole of Australia really want him to just get, it, get, it, get down the straight and narrow a little bit yeah. because we're actually... Give us something to barrack for. We well, actually want a big fan reason of to get behind pure him. Pure talent of what he does. Yeah, and sometimes, oh my goodness, this guy's a freak and he looks like he's changed and he looks like he's on and then it all kind of flips again. Um, yeah. So it's it's hard to know, hard to understand. But obviously, he being a professional cool. athlete can be up and down and can be a, a tough and alone gig for some people.
0: I guess he coach yeah. in different ways. I guess I'd just like to see him either choose one or the other either he doesn't want to be a tennis player and go and find something else to do mm. uh which i don't think anyone would begrudge him for that they would probably be shocked there'd be people shocked i'm sure there's a lot of people that wish they had the same talent as him in that particular mm. sport but he needs to either decide he's going to do that or that he's going to have a fair deck and crack mm. um, and that's where he seems to be on the fence at the moment he's in between that's for sure but having said that he's uh Always an entertaining character. He makes for some... His post-match interviews are uh, quite funny. impressive to watch. Very funny. Very entertaining. Yeah. And uh, even Ash Barty's sort of got some great one-liners. She threw some Little Mermaid references into her um, post-game press conference. So there's been some great Australian banter being thrown at these presses, that's for sure. Brilliant. Brings us to... The AFL fantasy review boys, which is obviously a stable part of this particular show, needs to be done. What are we um, gonna do in the AFL offseason? Yeah, in the AFL offseason it'll be hard. We're probably gonna have to talk about super coach Big Bash. Um, yeah, yeah, correct. <laughs> we can do that. Um, well, I'm sure we'll find plenty of things, Mitchell. It'll be a lot of cricket related. We'll obviously have James that'll be doing sort of the research. Oh, the draft. pre-season starts a couple <laughs> of weeks. Yeah, he, have, of he goes for a quick trip to Fiji to refresh, and then quick sort of end of back. season yeah. trip with the yeah. Lion Kings of right. 3D, and, and then straight back on the The research he we'll You we'll have all of the draft picks for us who we need to get on. Absolutely, uh, yeah, you do yeah, have to guys. be pretty prepared if you get a if you're going to manage 24 teams though, next car, no. 24, so well, so. the next year, And we do not have 24 as well. I've got to get the probability
2: evenly balanced between 24
0: <laughs> logging to <into> it. It's right. <laughs> uh, so, boys, I'll start by saying that I've had an absolute nightmare this weekend. Um, the Max Gorn thing kept me uh kept me awake and a couple of sleepless nights with the, wondering what to do with him yeah. sort of knowing that he wasn't going to play but only thinking he might miss one week didn't really want to trade him out and then have to trade him back in with his nice run home so I went for Zach Clark uh on the bench and as sort of an emergency and as cover for him and he managed to produce a very ordinary 37 to cover so that hurt and then if that wasn't bad enough uh Two minutes before the showdown, Travis Boat pulls out. Who I just traded in this particular <laughs> week. Uh, it just, it's hard a cruel game. It, working hard to get him for the last sixteen weeks. The first week I trade him in, he doesn't play. It's yeah, a cruel game. That hurts a lot. Uh, so yeah, what did I manage? What did I get? Round sixteen, score one nine six two. The bloke that won the weekly prize got six hundred more points than me. That is ridiculous if that hurts. Yeah, that's not ideal. No. It's an extra six premiums that he's got somewhere like Correct. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly right. He's literally played with thirty-four players. <laughs> One, nine, six, two is what I got, boys, which gets me my overall ranking of eighteen thousand six hundred and fifty-fifth. Pretty good that. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Do they give cars for the top eighteen thousand? <laughs> no, not really. No all. No, how are you going in the league, so, Lather? Uh, in the league I'm ninth. Nice. could miss out, to be fair, which would be really cruel. And not what I deserve, because I'm a great bloke. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what, <laughs> what that's what it's based on. Well, it should be. I'm due for some of the luck that I deserve. I, I tell you what, if it was based on pre-season work, boys, I'd be winning the vehicle. But
2: it's not. Uh, well, how'd you go, boys? Um, yeah, Bajos, get us going. I got uh, 2010. Okay, so once again, the Gorn issue. I went for the Zach Clark on the bench cover, produced 37, and the boat pullout obviously hurt me, James Rose, protecting him on the bench with 51. Backup was there, they just didn't produce. Uh, I'm just really smart and done lots of knowledge and and work, and thought that would be a great idea just to keep Alex Witherden in my team. That has written many, that's I don't right. think oh, so Alex Millennium didn't
0: being. come on the field for the first quarter. Yeah, he had zero points. Zero points at quarter that time, that's right. He his, his role has been a full from grace.
2: His role's completely changed, which does surprise me in one way, given that how good he went
0: last year, but I guess all faith in Chris Fagan, boys. Yeah. Well, I think he's a it's very good really user of off. the footy. He just doesn't seem to be getting it anymore. Yeah,
2: it's obviously a role there. He really plays quite wide. He's always there for the switch-off option, except Daniel Rich kicks it 75 metres to <laughs> yeah, the gut, the, the big O. <laughs> he is not. So, Daniel Rich is getting all um, of his touch. He does not get much of it. So, no. boys, I've already done my trades this week.
1: Oh, um, cool, yeah.
2: I'm going to have to be accountable with you, obviously, Providing we get no injuries, but with it in CMA, Tom Stewart, welcome in. Yeah. Uh, get some marks, mate, at least 11 a game, thanks. Yeah. And Angus Brayshaw. Oh, two sideways To Tom Rockcliffe, to get the pig old, back man. in. He's yeah. on. Has to be done. And pig working. went massive on the weekend, 157, I think you got. Yeah. Huge. So I'm sitting 8,700th um,
0: and ready to pounce, boys. That's good. Yeah, that's How good. the boys going, good Just the second, yeah, there was second, the second team the backup scene, which is actually the A team. Oh, the West is lawyers, yeah. they're sitting about
2: 2,000, so they're going well. Oh, get them a hat. Get them one of those fitting things on the head. You <laughs> it <laughs> was all me. Yeah. Mitch, how have oh, you It was you? me.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, I've gone, no, I've had a bit of a nightmare as well. Um, I've, I decided to punt Max Gorn. I didn't want to risk uh, getting a, a zero in my ruck, um, but I also didn't want to get Zach Clark in and, and potentially waste a trade if Gorn played so I went Gorn to it. nice which wasn't too bad a little 104 except I think he's um, damaged his knee now that hurt <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> he might miss the next game but That's alright I'll be working hard to get Gorn back in yeah um, but yeah no my real nightmare was was obviously Travis Boak missing out yeah um, and got <laughs> the classic stitch up forgot to have an emergency name so I had Oliver uh, Hanraheim sitting on the bench we with 74 70 too, 74 yeah. pretty impressive performance and I had Ryan Gardner as my emergency in the forward line who did not play oh, that's not your best choice be so honest. I missed out on 74 free points and lost my fixture by 21 so that's cost you the game yep that's cost me that might have cost me the season I'm now sitting 10th about 3 wins outside of the eight. so oh, I'm, dear, I'm, I'm done uh, that's very but I will say I've, I've got of the three of us I've got the highest score for the week which I'm pretty happy in 2086 I ended up on oh, that seems uh, to always happen to you every man. time you get a high score you lose yeah correct See, yeah. You've, got, you've always got a higher score than me and still managed to lose and I'm you t- play t- against below, a better yeah. <laughs> that's right the guy I played against this week hasn't touched it since round one so that's handy <laughs> alright boys well on the back of uh, those Fantasy chats that we've had there. uh, It always gives us a little bit of information to include in our song of the week, our parody song of the week. Uh, And this week, we have probably, it's not a specific player that we've targeted because there was just so much chaos happening uh, that we've really had to sort of make it quite broad, um, which is why we've elected to go for a song titled Can't Get the Right Side.
1: He was some rage we had to feel Nick Hine, Maxi Goni was down after an open fall oh. Oscar Baker will miss, we simply didn't need this No we didn't need this, no we didn't need this Tom Rockets a freaking Bo has a backpack Well he just said me broke and now he's raised the right flag Get Dusty Martin they sent, but he must have been Sick Gollywood what the heck And Joe Gunner is gone now, Julie Bites to the dust, wow this is broke And this is just broken And I'd rather need I'm losing control Oh, what you Turn my back on Sicily Lastly, well, last ring average up 75 But one to one gets in my side And my just might have to stay So it seems that Daniel Please, I was better in the rise I can't get the right side Rage. we had to feel Nick High, Maxie he was down after an awful fall oh, Oscar Baker will miss we simply didn't need this no we didn't need this no we didn't need this Tom Rock is a freak and Oak oh, has a back back well he just sent me broke and now he's raised the white flag Get yeah, Dusty Martin they said but he must have been sick calling with what the heck and Joe Gunner is gone now he really likes the dust wow it this is rolling And this is just growing And rather me I'm losing control Turn my back on Sicily. last three average up me by. But one-two-one one gets him in, in my side. Doesn't just my have to stay? So it seems good. Daniel, please. I was better in the back. I can't get the right side.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is I Can't Get the Right Side and obviously just duly voices our frustrations uh, for the week of AFL Fantasy as per usual. there's it, uh, not often that we come in with a positive song to sing, that's for sure, uh, but if we ever get 2,500, whatever it was, like that guy that won it this week, uh, then we'll make sure that we give every single player a wrap. That is a guarantee and promise. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, all listeners around the country and potentially even the world, really, with a rapid-growing climate that we have here for the We Got the Chocolates podcast. You know where to find us. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, as per usual, if there is any topic that you want us to cover, please let us know at the new email address that Mitch mentioned earlier in the podcast. Thank you. That is the Monday Wrap. Thank you, guys. Well done. Farewell.
1: See you, girl.